Get ready to jumpstart your scientific career with practical advice on being a successful and contented scientist. Each episode of the Happy Scientist podcast delivers hands-on, actionable steps you can take to ensure you stay happy, focused, and satisfied in the lab. Available on all popular podcast platforms, hit the subscribe button and start your journey towards a more fulfilling scientific career. Hello and welcome to another live edition of the Happy Scientist podcast. This, of course, is the place to be if you want to become a happier, healthier and more productive scientist. I'm Nick Oswald, the founder of BitesizeBio.com, and today we are drawing on the Yoda-like wisdom of Mr. Kenneth Vogt. Ken is my friend and mentor, the Bite Size Bio team coach and founder of the executive mentoring company, Vera Claritas. Today, and in all other Happy Scientist podcast episodes, you get to benefit from his words of wisdom to help you increase your performance, enjoyment, and success in the lab. And today is the last in our three-part live series called Jumpstarting Your Career as a Happy Scientist. And in this installment, we'll be discussing something that you may not have considered thus far. Does humility harm your career? Since this is a live session, we can take your questions and discuss them as part of the show. You can enter those using the questions box that should be visible to the left of or below the presentation window. And also be sure to check out our downloads page where you can find lots of downloadable goodies and a competition to win a rare, prized, actually a priceless Happy Scientist t-shirt. The downloads page link is right below the questions box. Okay, without further ado, let's bring in the man himself. Kenneth, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Are you feeling humble? (laughs) <laughs> well, after that intro, man, it's a little hard. <laughs> well, there you go. That's your challenge. <laughs> well, it is. A, boy, you, you bring up a good point. And we'll discuss this in the course of this presentation, too, because it's true. The, the fact is, in the field that you're, that you're in, in the scientific field, you're no doubt surrounded by people who are very smart, very capable, very ambitious, and sometimes they're very vocal about all of that. <laughs> And you may look at all that and think, hmm, maybe that's what I should do. Isn't that what's working after all? I mean, some people that that method is how they're gaining success. So it is a model that that one could operate where you don't have to be humble. You can just be you can be a blowhard. You can be a self promoter. And in some cases it works out, but in some cases it doesn't. And it can be very devastating. So the question is, what about the opposite approach? Is it possible to use humility to promote your career? Is that also a dangerous position to take? Are you taking a risk to be, to be uh, humble in how you approach things? So I want, I want to begin by, uh, well, let's, let's go to the next slide here. And, and, and then we ask an obvious question. Well, what is humility? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run for you through a few language lessons here. We'll define some words and we'll, and we'll dig into what they mean and see how we can best apply them. Well, first off, humility, what is it? It is a modest view of one's own importance. It's humbleness. So we said a modest view. Well, what is modesty? Well, modesty 
it's not just, you know, wearing your skirt below your knees or, <laughs> you know, having your shirt tucked in. It's, it's being unassuming or, or moderate in the estimation of one's abilities. So this idea of being moderate in the estimation of your abilities, I mean, many of you, probably most of you are PhD scientists. You know, your, your abilities have been demonstrated to be exemplary, to be exceptional. Is it possible to still be modest about that? It absolutely is. You can, you can moderate how you present what you are, not in a way to, to take away from yourself or to deprecate yourself, but to recognize that as much as you know about a certain topic, you know you're not an expert on every topic. There are limits to what any one person can know. And, and of course, we do know some polymaths in the world and maybe even work with some. Maybe you're one of them. And, you know, they're, they're really interesting people. But it, it would appear then that somebody really knows a lot, the more they know, the more they recognize how little they know and how much is missing. So that's, that's the way you can enter this, this notion of humility. When you recognize it's not about what I am, it's about what I'm not. Now, there's nothing wrong with not being certain things. You know, I, I know I can't walk a tightrope. <laughs> that's just not something I know how to do. I couldn't do it successfully, and I'd hurt myself or others if I did. So I'm not, I'm not damaged by making that admission. I, I, no one is thinking less of me right now, I don't think, <laughs> because I pointed out that I don't know how to walk a tightrope. So, you know, you can't, you can't get caught up in what is the damage there, because probably there isn't any. Now, the opposite side of, of humility is arrogance. But what is arrogance? Well, arrogance is an exaggerated sense of one's own importance or abilities. Now, notice that word exaggerated. It's not an awareness of your importance or abilities. It's an exaggerated sense. And no doubt you see lots of that in certain people. And, and they may even be capable people. But the thing that bothers you about them isn't their capability even if it's exceptional to yours, you know, if it goes beyond yours, you want to bother you about a person like that is they're claiming abilities that they don't actually have or are beyond them. You know, it's, it's one thing to claim that you're strong. It's another thing to claim you can fly. You know, <laughs> um, the, the first statement may be absolutely true, but the second statement probably isn't. So, you know, you don't want to get caught up in that because once that happens, once you get labeled as arrogant, you're actually hurting your position in the world. People doubt everything you say about yourself now. Every, every time you claim something, they're going to go, hmm, yeah, that's probably just Bob blowing smoke again, you know, even if it's true and, and you get damaged by that. So you may recognize this then and think, all right, well, I don't want to be arrogant. That's true. But I don't know that that means I want to be humble. Because I think there's a downside to humbly, humility. So let me, let me just point out a few things that humility is not. Humility is not being a doormat, a sucker, or letting people walk all over you. That's not what it's about. It's not constantly sacrificing your own interests for those of others or feeling like you're a victim or a martyr. And boy, there's a lot of that in the world today. It's not about avoiding conflict or confrontation for the sake of being nice. 
conflict and confrontation are going to be a part of your career, but there is a way to approach that with humility, and we'll discuss that as we go on. And it's not about hiding your feelings or suppressing your views to avoid alienating others. Hopefully, you have some strong opinions on things, some strong informed opinions on things, and it is important that you convey those things. And humility won't stop you from doing that, fortunately. And, and you get to have feelings about those things too. There's nothing wrong with feeling strongly about something, being passionate about something. You can use that to your advantage. You don't have to sacrifice humility to have passion. So, okay, let's, let's go to the next slide. So you probably looked around and seen people that are all about promoting themselves. And, and in some cases it gets them certain places in, in their careers and you know in the lab. And, and there are people like that. There, and it is, it is a method and it can work. So I'm not trying to say that it doesn't work to do self-promotion. It's just, it's a risky thing to do self-promotion. You seek attention and what happens is you get it. <laughs> and for somebody that is seeking attention just for the sake of attention, there may not be anything else behind it. And if that happens, then they can get found out for what they truly are. So you don't have to do self-promotion. What you do have to do though, is the best you can. You have to do good work. You have to, you gotta, you gotta put in a solid day, you know, whether it's about um, being workmanlike in your, in your, your manner, or whether it's about, about being intellectually um, stable or intellectually strong. Um, you know, th there's all these characteristics you can bring to the, to your work that, that just show that you're committed to doing the best that can be done. And that is far more valuable than just blowing your own horn. So, so let's, let's look at what the other side of this looks like then on the next slide. The world has turned into a strange place here in the last couple of years. And we are seeing some things that, that have just spun out of control. Now there has always been, you know, narcissism, people that are all about looking at themselves and, and making themselves the most important things in the world. But it has, it has just gone to a ridiculous level and it's, and it's hit the highest, highest stations in, in society too. And so it's been filtering, it's been filtering down and filtering around to all kinds of areas and all kinds of fields. And it's going to affect you in, in your life and in your career just as well. Now, there's another thing that's a, a thing that we see is people being disagreeable. We have people that just don't want to get along anymore. They don't want to, they don't want to work together with other people. They, they want to take a side and either you're on my side or you're my enemy. And then <laughs> this notion of grandiosity of, of the elevation of oneself to a, to a level of, of royalty, you know, <laughs> this is what's happening in the world. And you got to look at this and ask yourself, do I want to be this kind of person? Do I want to be a person who's only about me? Do I want to be so disagreeable that the only way to get along with me is do you have to change your opinions to, to get on my side? Or do I want to put myself up on a pedestal? Is that the only way that, that things can go forward? Well, it's not. And this is an opportunity, actually. What's happening in the world right now is an opportunity for us to be part of the solution. So 
you can be more inclusive in who you do good for. And the nature of science is such that, that the opportunity to do good is profound. There's so much you can do that is good. And even if you're involved in, in basic research, you, know, you don't have to be specifically developing that cancer drug. There's basic research is doing a tremendous amount of good because it's, it's feeding out to all these other areas. You may, you may figure out one thing in your basic research that will make things better for a thousand other researchers who will make it better for a thousand people. And all of a sudden, you know, you've touched a million people by your one, your one discovery, your, your one new awareness. The notion of being agreeable too is a really useful one. Now, when I say being agreeable, it doesn't mean you have to be a yes man. And it doesn't mean that you just have to knuckle under every time somebody says something that, that is different than what, what you understand. Being agreeable is seeking agreement. It's like, okay, what, what do we have in common here? What do, we, what do we both see as true? You know, so it gives you an opportunity then to expand human knowledge and you become part of the solution then. And grandiosity, there's just nothing, there's nothing opposite that that works. You know, it's, it's not a, you know, you don't want to become a doormat, as we, we mentioned earlier. It's not about, about just burying yourself. But when you elevate yourself to the point that you don't care what that does to other people, that's not going to be good for your career. You know, I, I think about there was, a, there was a pop song, you know, back in the 80s, uh, one of the lines was, there's no need to be nice on the way up because you're not coming down. <laughs> it's just not true. <laughs> you, you don't know what's going to happen. Think there are ups and downs in life and you can make friends on the way up. And so then if things turn to make it harder for you, you've got people you can rely on and things, people you can draw on in, in times of trouble. And that's a lot easier than if all you did was just step all over everybody all the way up. All right, so let's go to the next slide. So we're gonna take this apart in two ways. The first thing is, what a novel idea. Don't think more of yourself than it is necessary to think. Now, what, what does that mean? It, it, it means that if you have an opportunity to be humble, take it. So I'll give you a few examples of, of, of uh, well-known people. You have somebody like, like Dave Grohl, who's uh, you know, the, in his band Foo Fighters. He has gotten a reputation these days for, you know, at stadium concerts, he'll have some kid come up and play with the band on stage. And, and he's elevating youngsters. So the last, the last video I saw of this, he brought up this 11-year-old girl to play drums with Foo Fighters. Now, Dave Grohl was, he was a drummer for Nirvana before he started Foo Fighters. And you know, he's a great drummer, but he hired another drummer for his own band because he says, I needed a better drummer. And then he has an 11 year old come up and play drums on his stage at a stadium. Now that is not, that's the, that is Dave Grohl not thinking more of himself than is necessary to think. He realizes he's not a God. He's not, he's just a musician and he wants to support other musicians. And, and you know, he's gonna change some people's careers here by stuff like this. Or you think about somebody like Ken O'Reeves, um, you know, he's a movie star, but he's been known to 
to help the crew unpack a truck. He's been known to stand outside a door waiting to be let in because people didn't recognize him. <laughs> because he doesn't think more of himself than is necessary to think. But that doesn't stop him from being a top paid movie star and one of the most recognized figures um, in film. And, and uh, you know, not, not the, beside all that, but, you know, women just adore him. <laughs> so, you know, there, there's a lot of benefits to be had from being that kind of person, not think more of yourself than is necessary to think. You will make friends that you didn't even realize you made. So now let's look at the flip side of this uh, in the next slide. And that is do not think less of yourself than it is necessary to think. So what we're not recommending here is that you, that you make yourself unimportant. It's still important that you have good, solid self-esteem. You can have self-esteem. And, and it won't in any way impact you lacking humility. Now the, whole, the whole point of humility isn't to reduce you. It is to see yourself clearly. And if you have solid self-esteem plus humility, you, know, you, you become a Dave Grohl. You become a Kenel Reeves. You, you become somebody who is routinely adored. You become somebody that people want to work with and somebody that people respect and somebody people will trust with important duties and, and deadlines and, and will give, give a chance to. And so, you know, it doesn't matter where you are in your career. You know, that, that first slide, we had, a, had a, an older man there with a younger man. And it doesn't matter which one of those you are. You could, you could be somebody who's just starting out and you can still afford to be humble. You don't have to worry that you haven't made your bones yet. If you show yourself to be open to learning and to being, to being mentored and to growing, you'll be fine. And if you're that older person, somebody who's been there for a while, you have nothing to lose by being humble. You, you will present yourself as somebody that other people will then build up. When you're humble, other people, other people will look at that and go, yeah, but you know what? He's this and he's that and he's this other thing. And <laughs> it, it, there, there's nothing more satisfying than have somebody else sing your praises. But you, know, you first, you have to be praiseworthy. And first, you have to be humble enough that people think, well, he needs to be praised because he's not praising himself. Um, or, or the other side of that is, well, there's no sense praising him. Believe me, he praises himself every day. Every time you see him, you know, we don't want that. So it helps you avoid, avoid pridefulness. You know, pridefulness and humility are mutually exclusive. Pridefulness always hurts. Humility never hurts. Pridefulness never helps. Humility always helps. Now, I realize these are bold statements, but I, I will... Uh, I will challenge you to find a way where that's not true. Because when, when it comes down to it, if somebody moved forward based on pridefulness, you're always waiting for the, for the floor to drop out on them. You're always wondering, when is this all going to blow up in their face? You know, even if it hasn't yet. But it's, it's a very risky thing to do. Risk, it's, it's high risk for, for questionable reward, in fact. Whereas humility is very low risk and yet still has the opportunity for high reward. 
Now, it might take slightly longer if you're humble. That is because other people are going to have to notice. But the fact is, if nobody else is noticing, it doesn't matter that you're sitting around bragging about yourself. It's not going to get you very far. So let's look at another side of this in the next slide. <clears throat> another thing you might be worried about. Does, doesn't humility open you up to being humiliated? I mean, those words have the same root, don't they? Well, sort of, but they're not exactly the same. So let's define humiliation. Humiliation is to be made to feel ashamed or foolish, to have one's dignity or self-respect injured, especially publicly. So I will assert to you, the only way you can be humiliated is if you're prideful. You have to have something to lose to be able to be humiliated. Whereas if you're humble, it is impossible to humiliate you. They can't take away something from you that you have not claimed or that you have publicly pointed out that I don't, I'm not concerned about. My, you, can't, you can't put me down if I've already told you that, well, this is me, I'm, I'm just this. Well, you know, you're just that. Like, okay, that's what I just said. <laughs> they, they can't humiliate you. And he's like, I'm a superstar. No, you're not. Oh, ouch. <laughs> that's different. You know, now I can be humiliated. And not only are you a superstar, you barely make the team. You know, <laughs> that's the kind of thing that hurts. And nobody wants to be humiliated. Nobody wants to be on the receiving end of that. And of course, in a professional setting, uh, even, even an academic setting, humiliation can take on very, um, how, how would we put this? It's not like the playground. You know, when humiliation happens there, it can be very, very subtle and it can be and it can be very very vicious by the same token so obviously we want to avoid humiliation if you want to protect yourself from humiliation the absolute best road you can take is to be humble and to renounce pridefulness <laughs> to put that behind you now there may be a time you, you may have operated on that you might have felt like this is what i need this is how i i have to do it or or maybe it's how you've been taught or you've had other people around you that have been prideful and so that's how they operated so you followed that model. It doesn't matter. There's, it, you, you can switch models. <laughs> it, it's, it's a safe thing to do and you don't have to make any explanation for it. You know, granted, it may confuse people for a little while. If they're used to you being prideful and you switch to being humble, they may not understand for a minute and they may push back a little bit and they might test and see if they can humiliate you. But when they find out they can't, they're gonna leave you alone. It's, it's, you're not gonna have to worry about that anymore. So there's a, there's a great opportunity available to you here in, in being humbled. All right, so let's move on to the next slide. Let's talk about what, what do you have to do to actually be humble? So there, there are, several ways to look at this. So if we look at it from these standpoints of strength, certitude, and vision, humility requires strength. That reminds you that humility is not weakness. Humility isn't being a pushover. You have to be strong to be humble. It, it, it really takes strength to be quiet when somebody else is getting, getting noticed. Um, or it takes strength to recognize that somebody else is better at something than you. 
But when you recognize that someone is better at something than you, now you have an opportunity, you have a choice. Well, do I want to get better at this? Do I want to be as good as them or better than them? Or am I going to recognize, you know what, I, that's not important right now. I have other things to, to focus my attention on. Humility gives you clarity. It, it, it allows you then to make, uh, make, make choices consciously instead of being subconsciously driven to do things that you may ultimately not even want to do. Humility provides certitude. That is a certainty that you understand what you're looking at. It, you're, you're not seeing it through a lens. You know, pride is like a prism that kind of warps how you see things. Whereas humility is, allows you to just see it as it is. And, and it allows you to put less value judgments on things. And we may, we may talk about that in a future episode as about, about um, the, the meaning that we give to things. But the less, the less extraneous meaning you give, the clearer you can see things. And the clearer you can see things, the, the more likely you are to be successful in your career. And it will actually make further humility easier. At the beginning, if you're seeing the world very unclearly, humility might look like an impossibility to you. So it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy though. The more you implement humility, the clearer it gets. So then it opens up to that third area, the idea of vision. See, now vision is being able to see things that aren't there yet. It's, a, it's, about, it's about being able to be imaginative. If you're not humble, if you think you have everything all figured out, when something new and exciting happens, you're not even going to notice, or you're going to write it off, or you're going to try to explain it away with things you already know. Well, what if you could look at something and go, wow, I don't understand what I'm looking at. Well, now you've opened up something really interesting. Now you have an opportunity to do something bigger and better. Now you may have the opportunity for discovery. And I want to point out to you folks that are in science, do you realize how rare a privilege that is? There are not many careers where you get to be creative and you get to discover things. I mean, there's a few out there like this, but it's more, it's practically normal in your career. It is not normal in most careers. So count your blessings. <laughs> like what you're hearing? Ready to supercharge your scientific career? Discover practical advice on what it takes to be a successful scientist without sacrificing happiness. Learn the importance of meeting your human needs, identifying and unlocking your charisma factors, discovering your core mindsets, and much more. Subscribe to the Happy Scientist podcast and download the Happy Scientist reference pack and get started on your journey to becoming a happier scientist today. Subscribe now and check the show notes to download. All right, so let's move on to the, to the next point. Next slide. All right. The fact is, though, all your life you've been engaged in competition. And it seems like humility and competition don't work together too well. And, and especially if you're a PhD scientist, you have faced a lifetime of competition. I mean, it goes back to, to primary school where you had to stand out so that you could stand out in secondary school. So you could stand out in university and graduate school. And you know, at every step of the way you needed to stand out and often you were up against other people and you were competing for limited resources or you know, limited opportunities. And even once you hit the working world, there's still all this competition because 
you've been you're in a group of people that have been bred for competition. So camp, competition becomes a big part of it. So so you have to then you have to ask yourself, well, is it possible to both be humble, to have humility and to be a competitor? And the answer is yes, it's definitely not only possible, but it's actually useful in competition. It can be disarming to, to the people you're competing against when you're humble. And, it, and the people who judge your competition take notice of that humility. It makes you stand out. It actually helps you be somebody more exceptional. So yeah, there, there's opportunity in humility. So if we go to the next slide, we'll, we'll talk even further about this. That's just one of the ways that you can gain from humility. You know, but there are a lot of ways to gain from humility. So I'm gonna, I wanna go through just a few of them. So let's go to the next slide. All right, being humble provides you with uh, what I like to call armor against humiliation. And we talked about this earlier. It, it's, it's impossible to, to humiliate someone who's humble. You don't have to worry about that. And if you've been in situations where you've been periodically or occasionally humiliated, it is a very, very uncomfortable situation. And it's, it can be embarrassing or worse. And it can really be career limiting to face humiliation on a regular basis. But this way, you're, you're much more stable against humiliation. And in fact, it comes to a point where why bother attacking someone who's armored? You'll find less, less attempted humiliation because you're just, you're not able to be humiliated. So they'll look for an easier target. So that's one of the benefits of, of being humble. So let's go to the next slide. When you're humble, you have the opportunity to learn. You, when you're not humble, how are you going to learn? You think you know everything already. How can you grow if you already think you're all that? If there's, there's no possibility for you to be better, the only way you can get better is to recognize that there is a better, that, that you're not the absolute top of the heap. Now, that is not to say that you haven't reached high pinnacles. It's not to say that you're, you may well be the world's foremost expert on the subject you're the foremost expert on, but that doesn't mean there's nothing more to know or no other way to grow. And so by being humble, you recognize that you, can, that you can be more. And if you look at this, you may realize that you've been humble already. That's how you got to be that foremost expert because you recognized all along there was more to learn, that, that there was more you could do. And part of, part of this notion of being humble is you can, if you take the personality out of it, you know, it's, not, it's not personal. When I say there's more to learn, well, that doesn't sound too personal. When I say there's more for you to learn, oh, that might sound a little personal. So if you can remove yourself from that equation, because look, there's more to learn here. Awesome. Then learn it. <laughs> and then, then you can know it. So you, you can put yourself back in when, when it's that positive attribute. But when it's the negative attribute, you don't have to be there. So you know, set yourself free from that kind of self-judgment, and you'll find humility is a little easier. OK, let's go to the next slide. Another benefit of being humble is you get along with other people. People don't like blowhards. They don't like people that are always telling them that, that they're smarter than them. They, they don't like, 
they don't like that attitude. None of us do. And you know, if you're fortunate enough to work with a bunch of smart people, and I'm fortunate enough that way, I love that I'm surrounded by intelligent people. I, I, I love to be able to, to, to build them up and point out the things that they, that they have achieved that I haven't yet achieved because it, it gives me an opportunity to learn. And, and of course, they like that. I mean, who wouldn't like that? That introduction that Nick gave for me, that was a very humble introduction for Nick to give because it was very flattering to me. Now, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, going to say that, oh, I didn't want to hear that. See, see, now I can be humble and still like the idea that somebody will praise me or somebody will point out my accomplishments or, or success. So you don't have to give up any of those things and you can get other people to support you. And it's so much better to have Nick telling you how great I am than for me to tell you how great I am. You're not going to want to hear it from me, but from Nick, you're a little more open. <laughs> and uh, so it turns out better for everyone. It's better for the person being praised. It's better for the person who, who are, persons who are hearing the praise. It's better for the person who's giving the praise because they are being humble by doing so. And so now everybody's getting along better. Okay, to the next one. The next slide. So if you're humble, you're going to do a better job of receiving advice. Now, you may look at that and go, oh, I don't like advice. Like, oh, yes, you do. You really do. Um, and so as often you'll ask for advice. Like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I need some help. That's advice. <laughs> and that's fine. But, but I want to point something out here. The advice you asked for is useful, but the advice that you didn't ask for, that is the most useful. And if you're the kind of person who can receive unsolicited advice, you're going to get the best counsel of anyone. You're going to have the most opportunities to grow. And you're going to, you're going to have the opportunity to have your own blind sides pointed out to you. You're going to learn things you didn't know you didn't know. We had a whole episode on that in, uh, in the podcast on, uh, on uh, the things you don't know you don't know. <laughs> but this is one of the ways you open it up. By being humble, other people feel safe to bring up to you that, you know, I think you need some advice here that you may not be aware of. Because a humble person, they feel like it's going to be able to receive that. But if you're a prideful person, they're going to go, I'm not going to, no way. I'm not going to go get my head bit off. I'm not going to bother. Let them, let them crash and burn. Not my problem. You know, <laughs> whereas this way, it's like, well, let me help them because I think they can receive it. So it puts you in a position to have much better counsel in your life. All right, let's move on to the next one. Self-awareness feels strong. So when you actually can see yourself, what you really are, it's strong. Now that means that you get to see your own flaws and still feel strong. You get to see your own strengths and still feel strong. There's nothing wrong with the fact that you have weaknesses. We all have weaknesses. There are certain things we just can't do. You know, you're only so physically strong. You probably know people that are physically stronger than you unless you're you know truly exceptional that way but then again you probably know people that are physically weaker than you it doesn't take away from who you are it doesn't matter and that's just physical 
then you know, then there's intellectually you know you, perhaps you're extremely intelligent but perhaps you're perhaps you're just you know um higher than average <laughs> but you're surrounded by people that are extremely intelligent fine you can see that and it won't hurt you that awareness will let you know where to put the safeties it'll it'll let you know when there are times when i should not go into battle you know because <laughs> because i'll get my head handed to me and then it'll point out too that that okay this is where i'm going to need help this is where where i'm going to need support so it gives you an opportunity to see things clearly and clear vision is is such a blessing it's such a it's such a better way to go through life and that doesn't mean that you have to know everything or see everything because you know again as we've been discussing you know discovery and and imagination are a big part of your world you but to be able to see clearly enough to know i'm seeing something i've never seen before that's really important and you'll get that kind of strength from having self-awareness and that self-awareness will be a natural result of being more humble all right to the next slide the next thing we learn is that humility promotes self-control so yeah, another way of looking at that might be self-discipline um, it allows you to to make choices about what you will or will not do and to be clear about what you can or cannot commit to and if you can get really clear on what you can or cannot commit to and people can count on you and can trust what you say and and will believe your commitments that is very very positive for your career it makes your prospects far more hopeful and you have a lot more to gain there and humility will allow you to have self-control you don't you don't fly off the handle you don't demand things of other people you don't demand honor you don't demand respect you know res you can't really demand respect <laughs> respect is earned and it doesn't matter and if somebody treats you with disrespect that doesn't mean that you've earned disrespect understand that but um but if you get respect that you didn't earn that's a dangerous thing sooner or later the world will come crashing down sooner or later that house of cards will fall you don't want that so if you have self-control and you're displaying who you truly are and you're not overstating what you are and you're not understating what you are again control works both ways that that self-control and we now we've talked about control also in the uh in, in the podcast but um the, the notion here is that you can take charge of who you are and you can be very clear about it and that is very beneficial okay next point the final point we're going to make about about self-control humility is important for successful leadership um, i was talking with a colleague recently about the concept of leadership and it's been something I've been interested in my whole career. And if you go back 30 years ago, there, there wasn't a lot of literature on it. There's a little bit. And most of it, I was not too excited about. It was, it was about phony charisma and manipulation and, and persuasion that approached manipulation. I didn't, I didn't love any of it. But then there was one book by, by a professor by the name of Robert Greenleaf. In, uh, it was entitled Servant Leadership. And his whole concept was the purpose of a leader 
is to serve those who are under them and to help them gain the resources they need and to get the training they need and the support they need. That requires humility for you to work for other people, for their benefit, to teach them, to mentor them, to bring them up. Now, and I realize some of you are new in your careers, starting your first, but some of you, you've been there a while. And leadership, the opportunity for leadership is there for you. And, and the opportunity for you to really excel in your career will require leadership. Well, humility is a critical part of that. If you're going to be a successful leader, if you're going to be a leader that makes a difference, if you're going to be a leader that is respected, humility will absolutely be required. And if you can be a humble leader, you'll be well-loved, you'll be well-respected, you will be somebody that people will learn from, and you'll make an impact. You will make a difference. And for, for many of us, once you reach a, certain, reach a certain point in your career, you know, you're not trying to add to your resume now. Now you're trying to leave your mark. Well, humility will help you leave that mark. So, all right. Well, we go to our to our last slide. I want to point out the final the final point is if you want to be a happy scientist, be a humble scientist. <laughs> it's all point of this 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 whole thing about being a happy scientist. Humility is one of the factors, and it's a big factor that'll make a difference in whether or not you will have a career as a happy scientist. So, I hope that. Uh, this presentation was helpful for you. Okay, well, that was a slightly different format from normal. I didn't find any reason to interrupt you as I normally do. <laughs> yeah, I just realized at this point, we're nickel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, that flowed so nicely, and um, and there wasn't, you know, there wasn't much to interject. But I just thought, well, probably discussion at the end is more of the appropriate for this one. So. Um, obviously, we take people's questions. So if you um, if you want to put your questions into the questions box, or comments or observations, uh, we can just incorporate them into the discussion. But it struck me, I, I did find the title of this presentation a bit strange. Ken, <laughs> shouldn't it not be more like "Does arrogance harm your career"? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true, but I I think some people don't care about arrogance, but I wanted, I wanted to put out there that, because for some folks, the notion of humility would be a non-starter. Like I can't, well, I can't do that. Are you well, kidding? It'd kill my career, you know? Well, how about can, could humility transform your career? You I think, I think we should give it a subtitle <laughs> All right. because, because, when you look at what you've put in there, you know, all the, all these, the benefits of humility, which are, you know, the all ring true. What is there, you know, why wouldn't you do it other than that you're hardwired not to? You know, it's, it's completely obvious that, that, you, that you should do it. And it's, it's more like you're fighting against your own arrogance to get as much humility in as possible in that case, because you get all of the benefits. You get the, you know, as you said, the self-control, you, you bond with people more. That means you get most, more out of the people around you. You get more out of yourself. You're not resisting people all the time. It occurred to me that I accept advice from you an awful lot, mm -hmm. and but there's always a part of me that doesn't want to accept it <laughs> because it would be easier not to. Sure. And but if I didn't accept that advice, you know, you, your observations. I'm not saying that I take on everything you say, but right. I examine the things that you give me, and I go, oh yeah, you might be right, and 
and give you the you know give you the benefit of the doubt if even if I think it's not and I try it or whatever. Mm-hmm. If I didn't do that, I would have missed out on so much, um, so much, many ways to improve myself. But that part that doesn't want to accept the advice that thinks I'm right, or in a way, it's keeping me so that I don't have to try and figure out whether I'm wrong. Mm. If you see what I mean, then yeah. then that is that is the that is the part that you know you know that you're really fighting against, or you're trying to sideline as much as possible. And it's yeah, quite in, it's, it's in the world a lot lately. There's yeah, there's, it's if you say anything negative against me, you're against everything I stand for. It's like no, yeah. no, I'm just pointing out there's this one flaw. It doesn't mean that that everything else isn't rock solid. Yeah. But maybe this one part could be looked at. Yeah, but I mean, realizing that everyone is basically a crumbling wreck under the edifice, that's a bit extreme. But you know what I mean? <laughs> everyone <laughs> has faults. Everyone has their faults and everyone has ways to improve. Um, and yeah, it's interesting that as well, one other thing that struck me was this whole thing about, you know, arrogance is kind of asserting, your, asserting your self-perceived superiority. Mm-hmm. Right, or maybe your uh, your authority, your superior superiority in a kind of artificial hierarchy. Yeah, well, and, my my notion of arrogance, but something I think is important for something to be truly arrogant is it's got to be an exaggerated sense of that. It's because you might really be all that in a bag of chips, but when you see yourself as more than what you truly are, that's where arrogance kicks in. How about try? How about an extension of that definition where you are not recognizing someone, or you're trying to put someone else down because of your authority? Because I mm-hmm. think you could be super, you could be amazing, you could be, you could be Ronaldo, you know, the greatest footballer mm-hmm. on, well, arguably the greatest soccer player if we're looking at it that way on earth. Mm-hmm. And he's quite arrogant, though. And and I don't, you know, I, I I think he's in a way quite a lonely guy because he he, he has thinks so highly of himself. Yeah, there's a price to pay for arrogance. Yeah, yeah. I think about a musician like Prince. You know, Prince was was a virtuoso, and he knew it, and and he let you know all the time. Hmm. And it it did cause the same problem you're describing there. It's it can be isolating. I wonder why they're so hand in hand that you know that. You can't just enjoy the fact that you have that. Well, well, you can, but a lot of yeah. people don't enjoy just enjoy the fact that they have that special talent, but they don't need to. They don't need well, to rub other people people's like face in, in it. Same, the same game or the same industry, mm. one person will be very arrogant and another person won't be. And people with right. similar capabilities. Why? Be- because they. This is what it took to develop their skill. They used that road. That's why I've said that that I'm not saying arrogance doesn't work because I, I can't argue that it does work for some people. Obviously it's just, it's a harder road. You, you know, it's a better road. If you can go down the road of being humble, you can get to the same place with a lot, with a lot less dings. Okay. So here is an interesting question. Just come in. That kind of relates to this. Mm-hmm. So I, I find the question is I find the hierarchical setup in science almost hardwires the system to promote people who are arrogant. Mm. How do we deal with this in our, in, in our industry? Well, part of it is an industry, an industry develops based on its people. So if arrogance continues to be rewarded, 
you know, that'll, that'll be what happens. Hmm. So, and it, and it might be a while, it might take a shift and maybe you can be part of that shift. You can be part of, if you help promote other people that are humble, you know, capable people though, too. If you take a stand for some, for other people that are, are actually doing the work, but aren't arrogant about it, that can help improve that situation. The other thing too is, you know, the people that have succeeded, don't make them enemies. You know, it's, it's, they're not bad because they succeeded. And, and even if you, if you look down on their arrogance, you know, don't be judgmental about their arrogance. It's what's worked for them. It's what's got them where they are. And so that, that's what they're going to be. But for some folks, their arrogance isn't, it isn't coming out of self-esteem. It's coming out of fear. And, and it's, it's what they're trying to use as protection. They're scared. And they don't want to be seen for what they are. They're afraid that people are going to know what they're really all about. That's interesting, yeah. That's one thing that strikes me is that a lot of the times these arrogant people appear appear powerful, or, or arrogance appears powerful because it feels like you just have all-consuming confidence. Mm-hmm. But in a way, it's not because as you said, as you're saying, you can be super, you know, super confident in yourself, super arrogant. Uh, underneath there's just no connection you know you talked in those um in some of the earlier episodes about human needs you can't mm. meet the, the needs of connection and and things like that because you, you just don't you can't let any, anyone in you know in the extreme case right Does that makes sense oh yeah and you know one of the human needs is significance and mm. so some folks they, they have an aching need okay, for significance. depends on what you need more mm. yeah. yeah but you know you still have the opportunity then i mean to take it, there's there's kind of a, a path to this. You know, you could first look at somebody like that and you could resent them and it could make you angry. And then you realize, you know what? I can pity them. I can pity them that they had to resort to arrogance. Well, okay, that's not great, that, but it's better than it's better than being angry with them. Mm. Or you could take it the next step. I can have compassion for them that they felt they had to resort to arrogance. And then I could start to see where what could I do to help build them up so that they don't need to resort to arrogance? And what can I do to build up others so that they don't have to even start down that road? You can become part of the solution. And, you know, this is, this is a long-term commitment, I, I will grant you. It's not going to just change things overnight, but, um, but plenty of things change over time. So there's, there's no reason to look at it go, oh, it's going to take time. Well, fine. So it takes time. Let it take time. Yeah, it evolves. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I have a, I have a point to make, it, but here's a, a a question that just came in. It's probably about the development of uh, not the development, the definition rather of of humility. Really, what about being not arrogant or humble, but just confident? Okay, um, I don't see any conflict between being confident and being humble. In fact, you know, that's being confident is part of healthy self-esteem. The, the beauty of humility still is that by seeing myself as lesser, I have an opportunity to gain more. I can learn more. I can be more. If you're confident, you might already feel like I'm at the top of the heap. Ah, that's interesting. That's interesting. That just re- I just realized something that I do. And it's in, in anything that I've done is where I start to feel like I've hit the limit. I kind of go, right, okay, pretend that's the bottom. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm at 0%. Mm-hmm. 
rather than 90%. And then, you know, of the ability or the potential or, or whatever. And um, it doesn't work for everything because obviously I have... <laughs> Have, um, that's one, how Ronaldo got to be an exceptional soccer well, player. Well, that's true. Yeah, he was keep... probably he was probably good as a kid, and he could have just stopped there. But every day he went, "How can I be better?" Well, that's it. So reset it back to zero, and yeah. um, uh, you know, you, you perceive I'm at, uh, I'm at ninety percent of my potential. You say, "Okay, pretend that's zero now. How do I get to the next hundred percent?" And then it just opens up because that's one of the major downfalls. You know, personal prices of of arrogance is that you can't see how to, or you don't have the drive to improve or, or you don't see where you can improve, I guess. And well, that's what you, that's yeah. true in, in any field that has top performers, the people at the top, all of them are talented. What it's going to come down to after that then isn't your natural ability, but how, how hard are you willing to work at it? How, how much are you willing to keep pushing forward? And hmm. you know, if you're confident in arrogance, you, know, you may be confident about things that aren't even accurate. <laughs> yeah. Where the humility, if you're confident, it will only be about things that are demonstrably true. True. That's a good point. Now, the other thing as well, you know, like alarm bells, if, if things are happening, you know, you know, like uh, uh, what, side of, what side am I on the, of this equation, if you're thinking that? Mm-hmm. If you can't accept advice from someone else, someone, then, you know, Think of what you're, you know, what you're missing out on. If you can't advise, readily accept advice from people, then you're missing out on so much because you can get, you can basically learn something from every person. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and they don't you, have to be smarter than you. In fact, they can be yeah. a lot less smart than oh, you. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can learn from children. You can learn from people on the street who uh, aren't even in your field. I mean, there are exactly, there are some people who, um, you know, that who I've come across in science who think that because they're, you know, they've reached a level in science that they, that somehow they're more than someone who maybe works in a manual job or, or something like that, you know, just, just like that, or, or, or in any, you know, who's not a scientist. And yeah, that's something to be really careful of because God, my, some of the most intelligent people I know have zero qualifications and are just, you know, <laughs> amazing people. And, you know, if you go around in life thinking that somehow, pieces of paper are what defines whether you're worth listening to is, is, is you're missing out on so much. Right. Well, I mean, we, I'm not trying to rob anybody of the things they've succeeded at or their accomplishments thus far. You, you get to have those. That's fine. Hmm. Just recognize that in, in the sea of all possible knowledge, you have barely dipped a toe in. So there's a lot more to go here. Don't, don't look at this little stepping stone as if like it's the end all and be all. It's not. Yeah. It's it, yeah. it's great that you've done it. So now make good use of it. Yeah. Let's see what else. Okay. See, here's a, a little question here. <laughs> okay. Can I help other people to be more humble? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the, the first thing I, I, I thought of there is, boy, you really, really got to be clear on what your intent is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if, if it's like, boy, I want to humiliate some people. Well, you try that, but you know, that's not going to turn out well. Um, if, you wa- if you see that humility is valuable and you want to share something valuable with others, absolutely you can. I mean, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm promoting humility to people. And I hope that 
people are hearing this is coming from a from a humble person and it's a silly thing it's like for me to say to tell you i'm humble almost sounds like an oxymoron you know or worse yet i'm more humble than you, <laughs> you know? yeah but but there there is some demonstrable truth in levels of humility so you know yourself first first humble yourself and then then you'll be in a position to promote humility to others all right. So I, I wonder if we can sort of finish up with a couple of just round up with a couple of practical ways that people can uh, start approaching this to kind of, you know, everyone, regardless of how humble you, uh, how much you exercise humility in, in, on, in your day to day or otherwise, you can always expand it. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and, and I, I, in my sort of view, uh, it doesn't matter where you are on that spectrum; you can always expand it. There's always more, um, and so uh, and the way to the way to do the way to do it is always the same, regardless of where you are on the spectrum. Um, one was that I mentioned earlier. That I can't remember what it is now. What was that, Ken? I don't know. <laughs> oh, we have to rewind now. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't write it down. Da, 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 da. I did write it down, but I scored right. Anyway, okay. Another another way is to to um, is to uh, give yourself a challenge. Oh yeah, the the first one was to reset your reset your own expectation or your own perception of how far up the tree you are back mm-hmm. to zero or some other way of representing that, so that you go, yeah, okay, I'm getting better. It's exciting, it's exciting, but I'm going to pull them back down to ground level and then see the gap above that I can move into. Um, so that you don't get caught up in the I'm so great that I never have to learn anything again thing. Uh, the other one I was going to suggest is a, is a little challenge to yourself to try and look for good things in other people. And I've got a little, <laughs> a little anecdote that's completely left field. Um, that, so we, my son and I play this, uh, this soccer game online, football, soccer, depending on where you are in the world. It's an online soccer game where you play against other people. And we used to wind each other up, getting really annoyed when other people scored against us, and and you know, and it would just when we lost and things like that. And then we just, I decided let's try to do this the other way. When the other person scores, let's just kind of just to yourself say that it was a good goal. Mm-hmm. And then it just and then it's amazing if you can train yourself to do that. All that kind of goes away if you can just appreciate what they did, the skill that they had. So on a on a kind of day to day level, instead of picking out you know, the challenge to yourself is to go around, instead of picking out the flaws in other people, pick out what is good in other people and, and maybe even work yourself up to telling them that if it's appropriate um, so that they, you then start opening out. Or even and, better, telling a third party. That, yeah, that's better. That one thing that struck me when you said, oh, it's great that someone when someone else says how good you are, actually the, 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 the key to that is you actually have to earn it. You know, um, and so that sort of removes any sort of anything of the arrogance trap. I feel like, Ken, you should make a little um, a little cheat sheet on ways to not fall into the arrogance trap. I think that's your... Uh, you normally set me homework, but I'm gonna, I think I should set you that homework. <laughs> and get into this. That's an interesting one. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Because arrogance really is a trap and higher, uh, 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 humility is the... Um, is the kind of... should be the default status and uh, and, you know... Uh, if you don't fall into the arrogance trap. So it's really about, in some ways, just staying away from the arrogance rather than 
seeking out the humility. I suppose it depends on how you look at that, it. Yeah, that's definitely one approach to it. Mm. It's, um, yeah, I like that idea. <laughs> have to look into that. So yeah, that would give people some actionable tips. So um, come back to this. Well, once you know this is in the recording stage, um, come back to this uh, this episode on bitesizebio.com forward slash. No, it's all different. Now, is it? da, 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 forward slash the happy scientist. Uh, find this episode, and if Ken has done his homework, it will be on that page. <laughs> um, so that's there. You know, there, there's a whole team behind these these recordings and all the stuff that's going on, and I just know that that's just going to show up on my to do list. <laughs> I just I, I just did this because I got homework last week, so you need some this week. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but to be fair, you assigned yourself the homework last. That's week. true. <laughs> that's true. All right. Uh, and I have, uh, oh, I have one more, uh, one more question for you mm-hmm. before we leave. So, um, there's been a few comments from the, from the behind the scenes people on this podcast about this guy's beard. <laughs> and, and, and it struck me that you kind of had a, a fuller version of that thing going on. What is your beard status at the moment? Is it, is it anything um, in that? I, at the moment I have a small goatee that's rather short. <laughs> right. It's not the wispy. You had the wispy look going. At oh no, I, I had the, uh, the Gandalf look there for a while there. Yeah. You spend nine weeks without being able to go to a barber. Thank you. Hospital. And uh, <laughs> you can get pretty hairy. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, anyway. I'm sure that guy is humble enough to take the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, that just leaves me to remind you about the our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash the Happy Scientist Club, where you can join up with us. You can message us there and say hello, ask us questions, whatever you want, and we will be happy to uh, to be in contact with you there. And also remember the uh, episodes one to nine of this podcast, we will talk about the thing. We did talk about the foundational principles of human needs, core mindsets, charisma factors, and all the rest. Um, It's really useful stuff. So we'll go back and dig into that in a, in a couple of weeks, I think soon. Anyway, we'll be sending you a, a few emails to follow up from these webinars that point out some really key resources that, that, that if this stuff rings your bell, this you know the, the key resources that we give you there will will help you to dive deeper. So I think that brings us to the end. Yeah, I think that that was. I, I think that we were amazing there, Ken. <laughs> I think we have to. Yeah, we got to do this a little different. Nick, you were amazing there. <laughs> oh no, okay, you were you were better. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, thanks everyone for joining us and for uh, for your questions and interactions. And thanks again, Ken. And we will see you all next time on The Happy Scientist. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode and want to keep learning practical tips on being a happy and successful scientist, don't wait any longer. Subscribe to The Happy Scientist podcast and download The Happy Scientist reference pack today. And together, let's reignite that passion for science that first got you into the lab. Remember, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. So hit that subscribe button now and check the show notes to download.